Hey, welcome back to the Cornea Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about marriage and relationships, the good, the great, and the sometimes challenging. Let's get into it. Hey, you're listening to the Cornea Podcast on, on this episode. I'm joined by Pastor Brian and Rebecca. Yeah. Hey. Good to be here with you, Ryan. So excited to have you guys. Can I just say I love you guys so much? And I appreciate you guys and all that you do for this church mm-hmm. and everything that you've done for me and Michelle. It's just so great. I love Aww. you guys. I love having you in our lives. Mm-hmm. So we'll start there. Thanks, so man. That's you know, like a, a misty warm start. <laughs> yeah. Very warm. It's okay. Good relational start. start misty. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Ryan. We, uh, we care about you and Michelle too. We love yeah. you and we appreciate having you as part of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. So I think this is going to be a really great conversation. I've been looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, on the last episode that Rebecca was in, she told us a story about a incident with, I forget what kind of oh, I can't grocery even remember. item it was. Pecans or walnuts, one of the two. I think it was walnuts. <laughs> walnuts. And You're going to so, go there, are you? <laughs> well, I just thought it would be only fair for you to to give your side of the story on <laughs> yeah. the incident. Yes. All we heard was that there was a lot purchased. <laughs> yes, I, I try to aim to please in my marriage. That's great. And so that was what was going through my mind as I went grocery shopping. And this uh, is an element within our marriage that Rebecca's handwriting and... Her, what do you call it, your shorthand is sometimes not the same shorthand abbreviations that I would use. So got it. um, I just wanted to make sure I came home with uh, substance and content. And so it probably said wall six. Yeah. Like walnuts, like six packages and six pounds. She needs a lot. So I just made sure I brought home a lot and made sure she was happy. Sorry, right? That's right. Because he does the groceries. I mean, like, that's great. That's huge. I do a similar thing with laundry, like trying to keep track of what are the things that can go in the dryer. Oh, yeah. And what are the things that need to hang? Sensitive topic for me. Yeah. You're you're in the learning phase right now, right? So my general rule is if I question if it goes in the dryer or not, it gets hung. Always hang. Yeah. That's my, like, Mm -hmm. my fail safe. Yeah. Because it's like, then I can't go wrong, right? Yeah, that is very wise. Don't shrink those Lululemon tights. I don't accidentally shrink. Yeah. And that's things like, you know, when things transition from like, I used to hang this, but now I don't care about it so much anymore. So I'll throw it in the dryer. (laughs) That's a difficult one because then I can't, you know. I've mapped yeah. it out and then I can't remember. Something from Michelle's wardrobe that you don't want to see her wear anymore. <laughs> it just disappears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goes to where the socks go. Yeah. Anyway. We could probably do a whole podcast on laundry. Yeah. We could probably do a whole podcast on uh, things in marriage that are weird yeah. and funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually true. <laughs> I always make the joke about at like every marriage conference or something, there's always like the person speaking always has to make the joke about like the toothpaste or right. it's like how many or the toilet yeah, seat or the like the toilet stuff. paper like is it yeah. like rolled over or rolled or, under yeah, yeah. you know what I mean it's like how many times have we all heard that it's over <laughs> <laughs> I do switch it over now just for him though like uh, yeah actually uh, we were away this weekend yeah uh, like for our holiday weekend and uh, the toilet paper do you remember it was like folded into this like fancy little triangle oh, thing nice. so under and folded into a triangle did you refold it after every use? Paper. <laughs> no. <laughs> I learned that there is a wrong way to do the windshield washer. Like there's a certain amount of time, oh. like when you are washing your windshield. Like press the button for when so you, long. Yeah. It's like there's a, oh. a perfect right. amount of time that you hold the button. Well, of course. And I know that every time I do it, I either <laughs> let go too soon or hold it for too long. And I have yet to figure out the perfect <laughs> amount 
of time. So Just I'm still working on that. A little bit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Only on road trips. <laughs> Only on road trips. I think we're driving. Um, so marriage. Um, how long have you guys been married for? I, I can answer it right <laughs> I'm away. I was like, I think it's 28. It will be 28 it or it is? It will be this fall, October okay, 15th of 2022. 1994. Oh, a fall yeah. wedding. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, it was nice. You should have been there. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, great. it was by far my favorite wedding. Did you like, say 1998? 94. 94. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So I was five. Yeah. Okay. You could have been, yeah. could have been a ring bearer. I could have been there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, you yeah. guys obviously have been married for a while and yeah. I'm sure you've learned a lot. Um, and so we're just going to have a conversation about marriage and just kind of figure it all out. It's great. We um, look forward to doing it with you. I don't know if we're going to figure it all out actually yeah, that's <laughs> in, a, that's one, a good point. in one podcast. <laughs> it's a journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to, to kick off with just the whole idea of marriage being this like ultimate win it's kind of like mm. it's the end goal it's the end game it's like just get married and so that you can have sex basically mm. <laughs> I was just telling Nick this morning how <laughs> when I was in Bible college and there was like the few of us who were getting engaged like while we were in college and it was always kind of you would get labeled as like oh you're just getting engaged so that you can have sex. Cause that's, I think that that's, the Bible kind of, college I way. think that's all we thought about in Bible college. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it felt like, um, yeah. So it was kind of like the, it was like, that was the ultimate thing. Mm. It's like, just get married so you can have sex and life will be great after that. Yeah. <laughs> and that could have very much been the guy's perspective. Uh, what would ladies be thinking of? Uh, just get married to have sex. Okay. Oh, it could no, be. <laughs> no, so that's a good point. And I was thinking how like we were, we've been together almost 30 years, right? Because we dated for four years first. Yeah. So we have a unique perspective on those dating days mm. and you were in Bible college then, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and for, for me as a woman, I think like the, the friendship part, I mean, yes, the physical attraction part was important too, but that friendship piece was like really, really important to me. And I think to a lot of women that like emotional connection and friendship that you build during your dating years. I I thought you were going to say you wanted to get married just for the ring. Oh, (laughs) I do. That was a great answer though. I do love my ring, but it's actually not my original ring. Yeah. I found oh, no. this set in an antique store that I really liked. And <laughs> being an amazing guy that he is, he was like, you know what? If you like it, just trade in the other one. Wow. <laughs> I know. I thought you were going to say you lost it. Yeah. No, he lost his. Yeah. Water oh, skiing. wow. Yeah. That's a replacement. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's not a replacement for our love. Just no. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I did that answer what you asked me. You you asked about the, yeah, the like, connection piece. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, I mean... I'm sure there's people who um, they get married and then it feels like that can, that like it's the end, that's mm-hmm. the goal. And then it's like all of a sudden you realize like, oh, mm-hmm. now I'm married. And it's like you look forward to that, to the wedding day. And then yeah. it's like, oh, and now yeah, I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do I do now, right? Yeah. It can be difficult mm-hmm. for people. It's actually like – you're right. It can be difficult. And I think one of the big things is that, um, and, and this is something we learned in our marriage was if, if you don't learn the things we need to learn to be a really healthy functioning individual first, mm. you're still going to have to learn those things when you're married. 
Like, yeah, right. It's not like, oh, I'm married now and like now we're just together and like we're this unit and everything's great. If you did not learn, like I didn't, you know, some of my healthy identity and who I am, who Jesus says I am and um, self-confidence in him and all of those things when you're single, then like you still have to learn them. It's just more complicated because you now have this, you know, unified relationship with someone that you're trying to like figure out at the same time. So I think that's one of the things people don't realize. Right. Um, mm. And that can make it really difficult. Yeah, Does that absolutely. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking of where was my mind and approach at when I was in college. And uh, I did a lot of exploring, experimenting with dating and uh, was actually trying to find more meaning of who I was mm-hmm. and more identity for who um, I want to be to appear to the world. And so mm-hmm. I went looking for it in relationships. And it was actually in my first year of college that I was so frustrated from the dating scene that I just said to God, no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just said, I'm done. I'm not finding what I'm looking for and it's empty. So I think I'm searching out relationships for the wrong reason. And within four months, and Rebecca and I were already friends then, but we weren't in a dating relationship. But within four months of me making that statement of God, I'm done dating. I heard the words come out of my mouth. If I was going to marry anyone, I would marry my friend, Rebecca, for Rebecca Harding. Then <laughs> <laughs> Name and, has not changed yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, where did that come from? But God had me on a journey where I had given up trying to find myself in dating or, or form myself in a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. And I began to ask him, God, who am I? And who do you say that I am? And then he took me on a really cool journey to open my eyes to what would then become my best friend for life. Oh, I feel like there's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's very true. That's where the, the halo music can come That's on. That's where the, the halo music comes in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that. And it comes back to the identity thing. Nick and I mm-hmm. were just saying yesterday how like <laughs> identity seems, everything just seems to loop back to like the other yeah, podcast episodes we were having, like it loops back to identity in mm-hmm. some way. And this is so true, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that having those things sorted through, you know, like you were saying before mm-hmm. you're even in a relationship, mm-hmm. kind of like figuring that out because it's so easy to attach your identity mm-hmm. to a relationship mm-hmm. or seek out relationships just for the sake of, appearances or the identity you want right like coming back in bible college it was kind of like almost seen as a a failure if you didn't right if you weren't in a relationship and engaged or married by the end of your four years Mm -hmm. you know what i mean (laughs) it was like Mm -hmm. yeah what's what are you doing wrong and it's like there's nothing wrong yeah (laughs) Yeah. right but it was like it was just felt like more it was a status symbol than it was yeah or people were seeking it out in that way instead of actually you know and that, that, Getting married to that was my total experience companionship. Uh, through my yeah. teenage years and summer camp because innocently at uh, teen camp, um, camp for teenagers, it, uh, at the end of the week there was a banquet and you had the opportunity to take a date to it and you didn't want to be seen as the person who didn't have a date for the banquet. So it was exactly what you're saying mm. is then that became the whole drive and focus of the week and each summer and much of my teenage years is is a whether you were in a relationship or not, boyfriend, girlfriend was a status symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while we're kind of in this area, like to someone who right now is single and maybe they're feeling discouraged about not being in a relationship, mm-hmm. what would you guys say to that person mm-hmm. right now who's listening? 
I'm so passionate about this piece about identity. And it's funny because you said this keeps popping up in all the podcasts. Yeah, is it because of you? (laughs) (laughs) It's because you keep bringing it up. I know. I know. Because I am passionate about it because it is like the baseline for everything. Yeah. And I was thinking as we were preparing for the podcast today, I was thinking about um, Jesus. And Brian and I were talking about how like clearly Jesus was single. Right. Facts. Yep. He's single. And he, like, if, if we look at anyone who really knew his identity, like it was him, Mm. right. He had affirmation from the father. He had, he like knew his purpose, his calling, and he did that without a partner. Yeah. Right. And so I, I just think that I just could sit with that for so long. So people who are listening, who are single and anyone who's listening, like coming back to that identity piece is, um, it's just like the baseline for everything. I feel so like, true. Mm-hmm. yeah, we have to know it and we have to know it in ourselves, whether we're single, we have to know it when, if we're married, it doesn't change it. Mm-hmm. We, and it, and we have to learn it over time. Mm-hmm. So ideally we want our kids to learn it when they're small mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that when they're going into those teen years and going into school or university, they, they're not floundering like we did the same, mm-hmm. but then some of us didn't learn it till we were adults and that's okay. And, yeah. and then seasons change and then we have to learn more about our identity as, as we keep going. So I just feel like it is the baseline for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So my encouragement would be to somebody who is single is have that conversation with Jesus. Is Jesus, what was it like to be single? What, how did you handle it? How did you handle the temptations, the discouragements, the being the third wheel when you went out with a couple, you know, mm-hmm. and, and have some prayer conversation with Jesus about that and, and say, Jesus, teach me about who, how you settled that, how you and the father operated. Cause I want to operate like that with the father in a spiritual relationship. So I can walk in confidence or comfort or strength of who you say I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While we're on the identity piece, we'll take a detour here. Because this is a question, like, it keep, it comes up a lot, and I've been thinking about it a lot for myself over the past, I don't know, whatever, year, two years, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I get the whole, you know, I'm a child of God, mm-hmm. you know, all those kind of buzz phrases we can say. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, I get that, but, like, I don't understand how that gets Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually forms my identity. It's yeah. like, I know that, but yeah. I don't know it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like someone who is like outside of even relationship, you're just coming back to identity, be kind of like mm-hmm. the center of it. It's like someone who's struggling to even start to put that kind of language or explore that. Mm-hmm. Where do they start with it? This is a hard question. No, <laughs> throwing it, it at you. <laughs> it's a good question. And there's a phrase that keeps coming back to me um, that, I, I'm meeting with a, a counselor. Um, ding. Is Sorry. it time? Time no. for my appointment. <laughs> that was my ding. I'm meeting Volume with a is going off. counselor who's helping me um, process some thoughts and feelings over the last like five years. Mm. And she made a comment that was so fascinating as I was talking about diff- difficult relationships that I've had. And she said, like, if you, if someone is not healthy, it's really hard to have a healthy relationship with them. Mm. And I thought about it in the context of a marriage. If one person's not healthy, it's really hard to have a healthy relationship, even if you're healthy yourself or in a friendship or in any relationship. So that's why... Um, figuring out this identity piece is important. So you, you're asking like, what are, 
I think you're asking like, what are some of the small things we can do? Yeah. To kind of like, to kind of get start there. sorting through the identity thing. Cause it's yeah. easy to identify. Like I have no idea who I am or you could identify maybe, Oh, I'm attaching my identity to X yeah. and that's a bad thing. But it's like, now what do I do? Yeah. And it's like, sometimes it's easy to see what's going wrong, mm-hmm. but not then be able to like figure out how to make it right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the most important parts is having somebody, people in our lives we trust to speak into those areas. And that could be hard, right? Yeah. Um, like saying, Hey, uh, I really want to kind of touch on some of my blind spots. <laughs> most <laughs> people are like, uh, mm. that's like kind of painful and vulnerable. Yeah. Vulnerable. And you have to be transparent to do that. So I think sort of wanting that is one of the first steps yeah. um, to really kind of solidifying because most of us have stuff that have happened to us, like small things, big things. And when we just like so neatly tuck them down inside to keep them safe, um, we don't let them come out, right? Then they always sit there. Mm. And so we always then see things through that lens of those things that we've kind of shoved down. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to be healthy when we have a lot of stuff tucked down in there. Eventually we run out of room Mm -hmm. to keep pushing things down. Mm -hmm. And we usually do that because we're trying to like be good humans, right? Like we don't always shove it down just because we're trying to be deceitful or (laughs) malicious or anything. You're just like, no, I'm trying to be a good parent right now. I'm trying to be a good husband to Michelle. So I'm just going to tuck that one little thing down here out of the way so I can try to, but eventually it doesn't help us. Mm. in our identity because so we true. always have something in the way there yeah. until we kind of bring it up to someone we trust. Mm-hmm. To or start it brings itself it. up in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in a time when you don't want it to. Yeah. 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 yeah we also shove it down um, uh, out of shame, embarrassment, yeah. um, the lie, believing the lie. I'm not enough. I'm not as good as somebody else in my life, in my world. Mm-hmm. And so then we shove, shove things down. And so Rebecca, you mentioned about, inviting a mentor, a coach, a counselor to speak into your life. It's wanting that you said, and also inviting and saying, Hey, here I am. I want you to speak into this, read into this and see where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And this can be hard in marriage, right? We are, yeah. we're, we're talking about singleness and marriage, but this can be a really big piece in marriage because when you feel shame about a certain area or when you feel insecure about an area of your mm. identity, like you don't, want to show that to your person you're yeah. closest with right i'm like okay i'm kind of embarrassed by that part so i don't really need brian even though we're like pretty open with each other on everything there's still those areas that i'm like uh, if he sees that like that's gonna feel shameful so it can be really hard um in but a marriage relationship those have been some of the most beautiful experiences we've also had in our relationship is being vulnerable right. stuff taking a risk mm-hmm. to put it out in front of the other and saying mm-hmm. or asking hey what do you see in me why do you think I get defensive? What do you think I'm hiding? Um, do you, can I admit this to you? And can we talk about it safely? And those have been some beautiful risk-taking moments yeah. that have created potential for us to grow stronger in marriage. Yeah, too. that's so true. That's so true. There's so many times where it's like, Michelle's been able to figure out what I'm feeling or how to process something better than, and I'm like, you're right. I totally could not sort that through yeah. in my own mind. Like I was struggling to put those pieces together and she's just like, Oh, well it's like this, this and this. And yeah. you said this and you did this and like this. And I'm like, you are so right. And I could not see all of that on and, my own. Yeah. And that like That's is cool. a humble posture for you though too. Right. right? Because she could say that and you're just kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to receive that. I don't want to hear that right now. Right. Like I kind of feel a little like embarrassed or whatever, but some, Sounds like that humility piece 
like then you can receive that. Yeah. Right. right. That's, that's an important part of Absolutely. that risk taking. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, while we're talking about kind of going this way, obviously when, when you're in a marriage, there's times where things can be challenging mm-hmm. and difficult and you have to have those kind of hard conversations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's moments where you're just like, yeah, yeah, there's something going on here where you mm-hmm. flip out over something and it's like, you just don't even understand mm-hmm. what, how you got there, what's bothering you and all right. those things. You can have those kind of, those challenges. So maybe we can just take a little bit and just talk about navigating those kind of, those moments mm-hmm. where you're, yeah, you you just kind of run into a wall and mm-hmm. something's going on, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yep. Um, that's not really necessarily a direct question, but yeah, yeah. I open the floor to... It never to, happens to us, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think of times that we did face those challenges. Yeah. And what was helpful, I think, for us was to just call it out and name it. Yeah. <laughs> Say, this is really hard, isn't it? Um, we already could see emotion in each other, whether it's eyes or voices or tears. Mm-hmm or anger or, you know, um, closing yourself off from the other person. So we already saw the signs that this is challenging or this is big. And so we just called it out and said, oh my goodness, this is something we need to talk about, but it's a big one. So identifying it. And then we took sometimes, not always, but I remember us taking the posture to say, hey, do we talk about it right now? Or do we say, let's pause and wait till the emotions calm down and, Mm. and pick a different time of the day today or a different time of this week, we'll save it for the weekend when we can unpack it more. Mm-hmm. And we also then when, if it was then that we said, no, we could talk about it now. We also then did something that seems very typical for, you know, Christians to do, but we said, let's pray over this. Cause this is obviously we're identifying mm-hmm. it's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. So let's invite the Holy spirit into this mm-hmm. and say, help us God, because we feel like we're going to start battling each other rather than recognize we're on the same team. So those were some quick things we did, right? Just name it and then say, do we address it now? And then, hey, God, help us. And I, two things come to my mind there. I hate it when I say that because then I'm like, oh, darn, I'm going to forget what the second thing is <laughs> when say I them do both the first now, thing. I'm going to tell you that you the thought first, of three things and then I'll really the first, throw you. The first thing is, is how normal it is to have conflict. I want to talk about that. Yeah. And then the praying piece. I want to address that too so you can remind I'll me. I'll help you. <laughs> I'll try to remember with you. Yeah. The the. I, I think it's so good for us to to normalize how conflict and yeah that's so good it's so important because it's so easy for us to be like well we have these you know things in our marriage like let's be honest relationships marriage like life events are hard yeah like, we've walked through some hard stuff yeah. in the last five years like and not just little things but like big life events whether it's with our kids or relationships or job mm-hmm. changes or ministry things COVID. Like truly, these are hard, hard things Mm -hmm. and everybody's walking through them. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is so important for us to just be okay with the fact that there's conflict. And I think I maybe mentioned it in the other podcast. I think it was Tammy that said to me one day, like, but the fruit of conflict resolution is so rich. Mm -hmm. Like this conflict is so hard, you know, whatever we've been walking through. And yet the fruit of it later is like, oh, it's so good. It's so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like sweat and hard work to work mm-hmm. through conflict mm-hmm. in a marriage or in any relationship Facts. for that matter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. Any relationship, yeah. not just marriage. Yeah. 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 And when Brian mentioned the spiritual part of praying together mm-hmm. and like, it's easy for that to sound sort of like, okay, you know, like that's just the right thing to do. Yeah. But 
like for us, it 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 was a real battle plan that we feel like yep. was successful for mm, us yeah. in yeah, like so good. holding hands at night and praying. Mm. And like, that's a big deal. Like, I'm not just talking like, you know, okay, God, like help our kids, help us deal with whatever. Like we're talking, hold hands and be like, no, we will not let the enemy yeah, like, take so away great. our relationship because of the stressors we're going through. And, and it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like these big spiritual prayers. It was just like <laughs> that desperation prayer. But again, it takes humility and yeah. energy to be like, okay. Health, yeah. teamwork. Yeah. Yes. yeah there you go. <laughs> and as you mentioned, yes. um, those steps, sometimes that's all we can do is uh, a simple elementary prayer. Mm-hmm. Like the challenge, the overwhelming feeling, the mm-hmm. discouragement, the frustration, mm-hmm. all those emotions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes at night we were just would breathe out a sigh of exhale mm-hmm. and then we go, Hey, we should just pray right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'd be, it would be simply just God, you see what's going on? Help us. And sometimes we'd fall off to sleep. And sometimes, or sometimes only one of us could pray. I'd be like, no, yeah. I, I've got nothing. Yeah. And Brian would, or the opposite. So, right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then other times we'd pray and then we'd be able to walk some things out. But you, mm-hmm. you mentioned about it's normal to face conflict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, James chapter one, we often in church encourage couples with this is mm-hmm. where James says, consider it pure joy whenever you go through conflicts mm-hmm. of any size or trials, he says, yeah. of any kind. And because yeah. it's going to produce character, maturity, faith, yeah. it's going to lead you to asking God for wisdom if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. And so in relationships, don't freak out when you have the bad or the ugly yeah. or the challenging. It's the time to press in, not freak yeah. out. It's the time to lean in. It's the time to say, yeah, as you said, part of our battle plan, you got to use every supernatural yeah. resource that you have, which is God. <laughs> And come and speak into this and give us wisdom that we don't know. Yeah. I remember like early in our relationship, marriage, like almost feeling a shame around like if we did get in a call, like we did argue about something or fight about something, it was like, I must be doing something wrong. It's not supposed to be like this. Right. Like, you know, is this right? You know, you start questioning all those things. You feel like a shame about it. Mm. Right. And then you have like, I feel like we all have, have that couple or in the early marriage or that other couple who's also newlyweds and they're like we never fight we yeah. have, you know what I mean everything's great everything's great we never like I don't think we've ever fought ever yeah. and it's like eh, lying <laughs> like, what fake a, news what a yeah, joke yeah. to think about taking two people and putting them together in one place like Brian and I always talk about it pre-marriage counseling like you're living your life like this when you're dating and when you're married you're living your life like completely yeah. together yeah. and expect there to be no conflict right like, it's impossible impossible but yeah. I love what you're saying it's like it, that conflict there's so much fruit in that like yes. having those hard conversations like in the the last mm-hmm. episode we were talking about how to have hard conversations in general but yeah. you have a lot of those in marriage in, in relationships not just marriage like dating relationships mm-hmm. being engaged that's a crazy season all on its own right yeah. yeah and there's those there's hard conversations and yeah stuff that comes up interesting ryan you started the podcast by asking about the question of um do we pursue marriage as the ultimate end mm. and sometimes we do we we're raised in a, in a family or with, in a, in a relationships, mm-hmm. either with parents or somebody who raises us or siblings and, uh, we have conflicts. So sometimes we want to escape that relationship and move into something that we think is better mm-hmm. or Hollywood paints it as better. Yeah. Or we fantasize in our mind. It's just going to be better because mm-hmm. it's going to be not that what I grew up in. 
Wow. But the reality is God puts you in that to learn how to do relationships better and well, to observe an older generation, to work with peers so that you be more prepared for mm-hmm. a more intimate relationship of marriage. So it's training ground for what's to come. But yeah, often we use it as I got to escape that and the next is going to be better because I'll will it to be better. But you can't will anything. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not just going to. Yeah. You got to put in the work like you're saying. Yeah. You know, it and, takes work. It takes yeah. effort. Yeah, it takes effort. And some people like didn't have a good learning ground. Right. So the family mm. they grew up in was not safe, was like, you know, unhealthy or they didn't have safe relationships with their siblings. There was abuse. Like there's all kinds of trauma that happens. Yeah. Right. Um, and so then we add that piece in yeah. and then you come to just being a, an adult, whether you're single or married and you've got all this stuff. All of us have (laughs) to work through, right? When we're talking about the importance Mm -hmm. of knowing your identity, that's another piece. Knowing your identity means acknowledging like some of the hard stuff that you've walked through in your history and your past. And, and nobody likes to hear it, but until we deal with, you know, and talk to someone about those things, like it's hard to be healthy. Yeah. So what you're saying is saying your wedding vows doesn't automatically erase all things previous. <laughs> yeah, like all your baggage with you, right? Yeah, right. So, like, it's coming. It's not a baggage check. No. <laughs> that would be you nice. Put it on the carousel and it goes, away. Yeah. it goes on the conveyor belt, disappears, Wouldn't and never comes. just like the easiest way to deal with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great reference about your yeah. wedding vows. What, what, yeah. It doesn't hit, erase or delete it. Mm-hmm. It actually is committing to say, I'm willing to bring all my baggage yeah. and, to, and to take and own all your baggage. And let's, figure it out and open it up together. It. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder how many of us are really honest, like, especially if we're entering a marriage relationship about our baggage, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, when we come to our vows, you know, some people are honest and, you know, know their partner really well, yeah. but I can guarantee there was probably things you guys didn't know about each other. There was things we didn't like really understand yeah, right. yet yeah, yeah. about each other. You're not so hyper aware of the baggage you're bringing, right? Yeah. yeah. I always said like, you don't think that you're a selfish person mm-hmm. until you get married mm-hmm. and then you realize like, Oh, maybe I do. Yeah. Maybe I can be selfish. Yeah. And then you think that you got the selfishness figured out oh. and then you have kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It just keeps and then, going. And then you realize like, going. Oh, this another is still layer. a problem. <laughs> it's like another layer of selfishness. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you might, you don't know, but that's like part of the journey, right? Yeah. Is like realizing all those things. I think that's what's can be so fun about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not also- fun, but like that, that like it grows character. It like, those are things what that James are, says, yeah. Yeah. are um, exciting to grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. God's design for us to keep growing, yeah. right? We were talking about that when we were driving um, away this past weekend and we had lots of time to chat and about how like we've been married 27 years and we're in a different season of life and the kids are like moved out and, and we're still learning. Like we're sitting mm-hmm. in the car talking about like, you know, when you said and did this, like that felt kind of hurtful or whatever. Mm. I'm like, it feels like a bit of a joke that we're still learning so much, but that's like, that's the way it is. It doesn't mm-hmm. end, right? It's ongoing. No, it yep. doesn't end. Growing in your relationship. Yeah. And we're just learning new things about each other now, how it looks when we're like, okay, how does, how does it look to empower our kids now that they're grown and as a empty nesters and how can we, promote a positive view on empty nesting, not just like, Oh, got our kids gone. No, it's like, how can we still be a family and and Mm -hmm. mission focused together? And, but that means we have to grow in new ways together. And it's just funny how we're always growing. Always growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
we've talked a lot about the challenges, but maybe we should talk also about the good and the great. <laughs> and what's yeah. the, you know, cause it can be like, what's the whole point of even getting married? <laughs> yeah. Sounds way to put it. terrible. No. <laughs> um, yeah. What are some of the great and good things about mm. marriage, mm-hmm. relationships, companionship? Yeah. One thing that we definitely still enjoy and we see it in um, couples who are preparing to get married is uh, they just want to do life together. <laughs> They just don't want to have any more goodbyes and uh, say goodnight and go back to their mm-hmm. separate residences or, and, and so that's something we would say is still something we treasure is we get to keep doing life every day. We get to wake up together. Mm-hmm. We get to go to sleep together. Um, we get to share experiences together mm-hmm. tell, be the first person to hear good news, mm-hmm. first person to share challenging news. So that's one of the highlights is getting to do life with a best friend mm-hmm. and uh, that hasn't grown old? No. 27 and a half years? No, it hasn't grown old. And I remember one of the kids asking that question and being like, why would you want to be with the same person like <laughs> right. forever? That sounds like a long time, but there's this like richness and depth when you're, as you grow old together, that mm-hmm. is like a safe and trusted relationship when it's healthy, um, that you don't experience in another realm quite the same. Right? Yeah. That that's so of, true. Depth of friendship and, um, the other thing I was thinking about was how in marriage, you said like, what's the great, what's the good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a unique way. I feel like God designed for us to thrive. Um, as singles, we can totally thrive. Like I was saying before, Jesus yeah. knew his identity. He knew his kingdom purpose. And that's one way God works out his kingdom purposes. Another way is in families, mm-hmm. right? He gives you a, a place to grow and learn and, and do kingdom purposes together as mm-hmm. a group and family. It's just another way that he works. And it's a pretty cool way, mm-hmm. right? Really? Yeah. 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 That's so good. I'm just like kind of resonating, Brian, what you're saying just about how you're seeing it in young couples that kind of like, you know, they don't want the, the goodbyes and stuff. And it just reminds me of like, that's kind of like where Michelle and I were at. Like when I went away to school, like we weren't married yet. We weren't even engaged. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like I moved across the country to British Columbia. Yeah. And it was like, you know, we did the long distance thing while I was there. And it was kind of like, that was really kind of what solidified it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, we just want to be together. Mm-hmm. Like we knew we wanted to be together. And it's mm-hmm. like that was like it that was it it was like i don't want to do this long distance yeah i was like i don't want to do this long distance like i'm not going to do four years of college and do long distance like this is insane Mm -hmm. i want you here with me you know what i mean like and so you guys ended up changing your plan and getting married a bit yeah i just like that was my i went through my freshman year the summer of my freshman year we got is when we got engaged so i came back and i was like proposed did the whole thing and then Mm -hmm. i went back for my sophomore year yeah and now we are engaged but kind of like made it even worse (laughs) (laughs) and uh so I did my my first semester the fall semester and when I came home at Christmas I was like I'm not going back to BC Mm -hmm. without my wife so (laughs) then I just kind of put school on pause and we planned the wedding got married and then we went back to BC and I just picked up where I left off and Mm -hmm. then I did the last two right and then I did two years of my last two years of college yeah. together. And like, when we look back now, like we, we say it all the time, how those first two years, like we were married, we didn't have kids yet. We were in BC, like the glory, you years. know what I mean? It was like, we were on this crazy adventure. We were like yeah. across yeah. the country from all of our friends and family. Yeah. And it was just like an adventure. And we were just like doing it. We look fondly 
still sure back on that time but yeah. it's so true that like that like you might think that kind of excitement and desire to just like just be together mm-hmm. kind of like fades out after mm-hmm. you know a year to it doesn't yeah. it doesn't at all like I still think now about how if I have good news like the first person I mm-hmm. want to talk to mm-hmm. is Michelle or mm-hmm. whatever it is right yep. mm-hmm. I was even thinking last night this is going to get deep and I'm going to I'm going to be hot as, as Michael Todd says, (laughs) honest, open, transparent. Yeah. No, like at the, so coming into 2022, I think that's the year we're in. I was like, so like not ready. I was like, I don't even want to do another year. Mm. You know what I mean? I was like, I just, it's like the realization that like bad things are going to happen in 2022. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's going to be something unforeseen that's going to come up. That's going to be a challenge. There's going to be whatever it is. Right. Mm. Like I'm going to, get in a fight with my wife. Like there's no way I'm going to go through another year, like a whole year. You know what I mean? Like those things, those conversations are going to happen. Like I just don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking last night, I'm like, you know what, as much as I can think of all the bad things that are going to happen in 2020, I could also think of the good things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I could think about, there's going to be nights where we just are going to talk like all night about something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm going to have a moment with my kids. That's like Mm -hmm. beautiful and amazing. And, exciting like you know what I mean yeah. like yeah. as much as there's guarantee of bad things to happen there's a guarantee of good things to happen too very true and I kind of like yeah. switched that in my head and just like you know <laughs> I, I don't know mm-hmm. uh, unforeseen good things are gonna happen yeah. too just as much as unforeseen bad things are gonna yeah. happen yeah. it's yeah. just like yeah. you just do yeah. it like it's just yeah. life you know yeah. and but having that knowing that a lot of those good things are gonna come from mm-hmm. my relationship with my wife mm-hmm. even though we've been married for well, not as long as you guys. But still, I didn't get married years? when I was five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Eleven years. It'll be twelve years. years. It's weird because we got married in December. Right. So yeah, like this year, twenty twenty two, will be our twelfth year anniversary. Year, right. But it's not till the very end yeah. of the year, so it's kind of weird. I also yeah. keep like you know how twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two kind of feel like all is. one year. Yeah. I feel like we've been married for ten years yeah. for three years now. <laughs> you skipped a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remind myself like, no. Uh, years have passed. The calendar <laughs> <We're>, turned. <laughs> the yeah. calendar turned. We were at, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just had our eleventh anniversary in December. Mm. Cool. Yeah. That that's cool to hear about your relationship with Michelle and how it grew. And what I hear you saying is like trust, right? Mm. And I had this picture of uh, while you were talking, I could see this foundation that you built. So you said like in your early years, you know, you were so excited, the adventure, and it was like that initial foundation level, right? But now each year of your 11 or 12, yep. <laughs> it's like you've grown this foundation. So mm. even though you're like in 2022, bad stuff might happen. It's like, but you know, you have that like whole foundation built mm-hmm. already, right? So you trust each other. Yep. and. And I think that's hard for people, like, especially as we've been saying in 2022, there's been so much hardship for so many of us. And I'm sure there's people listening whose marriages and relationships are in hard places Mm. and they don't feel like they have that foundation built. And I just, I so want people to know it's okay. Like, you know, God, God can rebuild foundations, like through forgiveness, through learning, through growth, through community, through transformation, like it's possible and so I don't want anyone to go away thinking like, oh, if I don't have some of these things in my yeah, relationships, right. this is horrible. Um, it's always possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. Yeah, mm-hmm. always possible. Mm-hmm. And I would just add, uh, it, and it's it's still and it's always rewarding. Mm-hmm. Rebecca and I definitely still highly recommend marriage <laughs> between a, a man and a woman who are created by God very different 
than our wiring, the way we think, the way we connect. But yet God does something beautiful in marriage that there's no other relationship like it. So it's, we still highly recommend it and say, pursue it. It's worth, worth the work and effort mm-hmm. to press into it and discover it and grow in it. Um, in year one, year two, year five, 10, 60, however long it goes, mm-hmm. it's definitely worth it in such a rewarding relationship. Yeah, that's great. This has been such a great conversation. I love talking with you guys. Yeah. It's so rich. And I hope that everyone listening is taking something away or has something that they can work on or be proud of and excited mm-hmm. about. Um, so thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks. I'm sure you'll be back. Great talking with you, Ryan. It'll be great the next time too. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What a great conversation that we had in today's episode. If you took something away, why don't you share it with someone? If you know someone that could benefit from hearing what you just heard or seeing what you just saw, why don't you share it with them so that we can all continue to have these conversations about things that we deal with in everyday life and this journey that we're on because we are all better together. Make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes and we will see you in the next one.